Hi, everyone. This week on the podcast, we're talking about conferences. The Divine Renovation Conference is coming up June 15th to 18th in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And this year, every attendee gets free access to the Divine Renovation Network for one year. That's our full library of resources on parish renewal, as well as our live leadership sessions. We hope you enjoy the episode, and we hope to see you at DR20. Hello and welcome to the Divine Renovation Podcast, where we seek to inspire and equip you to bring your parish from maintenance to mission. My name is Dan O'Rourke and I'm in studio today with Father James Mallon. Good to see you, Father James. That is great to see you. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen him so enthusiastic to see you. <laughs> it's good to see you. Director of Communications, Mike Tanner. My pleasure to be here today, Dan. And the head of all of our coaching, it's good to see you, Ron Huntley. Thank you, Dan. Good to be here. So look, guys, uh, we've got uh, an important event coming up and it got us talking, uh, you know, when we were, weren't on the about how, how conferences uh, are so important to, to helping parishes or are a great tool to help parishes uh, bring their parish from maintenance to mission. So I was hoping we'd have a conversation today about conferences in general, the conference we're putting on that's coming up, and just speak about sort of how some of these things can actually be used inside of a parish context for great effect. Yeah. So, so Father James, why don't you, I mean, you're, I know how passionate you are about uh, Divine Renovation 2020. We call it DR20 here, uh, which is the big conference that we do in, in Halifax every two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you this, just from a, from a high-level perspective, what, what are some of the things that, that you hope will happen at that conference? Wow. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge question. My ultimate hope is that the Holy Spirit is going to transform lives of parish leaders, of priests, bishops, and amazing lay leaders, that the Holy Spirit, the fire of, of the, the passion of the Holy Spirit will be, will be renewed in people's hearts. They'll have a, a renewed vision, uh, that there'll be a new hope, because in, the, in our labors and our work in the church, it can be so difficult. And we see sometimes we're losing ground over and over and over again. There's spiritual warfare, spiritual attack. There's so much that can get us discouraged that to come together and to meet amazing leaders from around the world, to hear what's happening in their churches to be reminded once again, oh yeah, this stuff is not a fairy tale. This is actually possible. And to, to really have a spiritual transformation, like, like really, uh, if the whole point of, of divine renovation as a ministry is to help parishes be parishes where, where lives are changed, we want to have conferences where the lives of church leaders, parish leaders are transformed as well. So we don't, we're not just going to be given information. We want this to be about transformation. Every single time. You know, I'm a doer. I love to jump in and do things and keep doing them until Jesus comes the second time. And I remember when Father James invited me when I first started working uh, at St. Benedict with him, he invited me to go to a conference, to which I said, no, (laughs) I'm too busy. (laughs) He said, well, I'd really like you to come. It's over in London. Uh, It's at the home of uh, where Alpha started, and I'd really love you to come. And And I think think you still kind of said no, didn't you? I did. I said no 10 times. He's like, it wasn't until you said, Ron, I really want you to experience this. And I could tell as a friend... I, so I only went as a friend. I didn't go because I wanted to go. I didn't go because I wanted to well, meet Mickey Well, I said, if you don't go, you're fired. Yeah. But no, no, I'm looking. <laughs> that helps the process a little bit to be like, your job is kind of on the line with this decision. That's okay. not true. That's that, just, gonna say, that definitely didn't happen. That was just a joke. <laughs> one of the things that, you know, I went because of your conviction and desire for me to go. I had zero desire to go because I, well, I was already a fan of Alpha. I... 
There's just so many other people locally I needed to help. I just needed to stay really busy. And so for those of you that are listening, you're going, yeah, I don't really need to go to that. I've read the book. I'm good. I've saw a couple of videos. So, hey, you know what? I'm in the, in the Divine Renovation Network in terms of the TV stuff. Uh, I'm telling you what. I know if you come, you're going to be absolutely transformed. That conference, it hadn't even started yet. And I remember showing up after, I went to, I went to Holy Mass first, and then I went down to HTB to register, the church where they were hosting. This conference that you went to was in London. It was in London. London England, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Long cheap. way from Canada. Long yeah. way from Canada. It was a lot of money, but, you know, and time. And I remember going in the back, into the door, and I came in, at the very end of their service, and Nicky Gumbel's up there on the stage, and it's kind of neat, and the place is packed. And he says, hey, guys, uh, if how many of you are here for the Alpha Conference, the Leadership Conference? Please raise your hand. So I raised my hand. I literally just walked in. He said, hey, we'd love to pray for you. If any of our, our parishioners uh, are by somebody with a hand raised, would you, would you take a minute and pray for them? And this 19-year-old guy turns around and looks at me and says, hi, my name is Dave What's your name? I'm Ron. Where are you from? I'm from Canada. That's great. Do you mind if I pray with you? I'm thinking, it's a 19-year-old guy who's just a regular parishioner in an Anglican church, for heaven's sakes. And he laid his hand on me, and he prayed for me. And I just thought to myself, you mean this This is what church can look like? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Now, I'm sure the rest of the talks were good. I don't remember any of them. Mm-hmm. But I do remember what it felt like to be at a church where lives were completely transformed and people were equipped and empowered to minister out of the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I wanted to jump on the next plane as fast as I could to get home because my life was completely transformed. And I'll tell you, when people come to the Divine Renovation Conferences, that every single time is the number one thing people take with them. It's not the great talks. That's right. It's the amazing people who they see your average person Their lives are transformed. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. They're laying down their lives in love and service for the whole world to come to have a transformational encounter uh, through our hospitality and our love for them. I'm telling you what, who doesn't need that every two years? You know, I remember it was last or two years ago, pardon me, last time we did the, the conference in Halifax. We had tens of thousands of people stream it online. Uh, so, you know, we'd sold out our, our, our venue. And, and so, you know, we, we, we made the broadcast available. We're not planning to do that for, for 2020. Uh, but I always thought, you know, if you're watching the, the stream, you're actually missing the main point because the, the main stuff that happens isn't, isn't, the, isn't the talks from the stage. It's the experience of being there. So, Father James, speaking about, you know, because I know at, at St. Benedict Parish, when you were pastor, you, you used conference like the LC conference and other conference yeah, like Brian. Well, well not, not, you... just, not just the St. Benedict. I mean, my mm. very first parish as a parish priest was a small country parish. It had two small country parishes that had virtually no income. Uh, we were struggling. But I remember then, and I, I just kind of instinctually had a sense that it could make a difference, that I wanted to take someone to a stewardship conference. It was actually happening in Toronto. It was going to be cheaper than it, than it usually was in terms of travel. And 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 uh, there was a guy, there was a parishioner who I thought was, had a lot of capacity to, to actually do something. If he caught the vision, this yes. is the key thing. If he actually, because here mm. was my struggle in that little parish. And it's really been a struggle in every single parish I've been in. And like people, they, they don't often don't know what can be possible. And, and that's such a critical thing. And, and getting that like, Oh my goodness! You, you mean it? You mean it can actually be like this? Are you kidding me? I mean, th- that's how conferences impacted me as a priest over the years. 
when I go, so when I get out of my box, it help. you know, literally getting out of our boxes helps us to think outside the box. Because <laughs> otherwise all we know is our box. <laughs> and so we absolutely need to connect with other, other leaders, not just to, you know, in the question of coming and hearing a part of the story of St. Benedict Parish, because that, this conference is going to be different in that sense that, that so many of the people coming already are on their journey of renewals mm-hmm. and they have all kinds of incredible stories too and incredible wisdom to share. But, but that experience of, of, of even realizing it can, be, it can be different. And it's not a conceptual thing. Like you can, mm. you can conceptually think, well, mm. I suppose it, it could be otherwise or I have a, th- a hope that it could be otherwise. But that's different from... For actually taste and tasting and seeing, taste and see. Mm. It's like, holy mackerel, are you, are you kidding me? If these bozos can do this, then we could do this too. It was one of the greatest Amen. feedback we got when we did the, the video stream in, in DR16, the post-conference video that was, I don't know who this woman was, but it was it it lit me up. It made my year. She said, we can do this. We can really do this. I'm like, that's it. That is it. That that's it. That's it. Number one, you you have an idea of what it is, yeah, and you have a conviction that you, with of course, through the grace of God, you can do it. Sorry, I haven't asked asked your answer your question yet. Here's the thing. Even from that little parish, I knew that that it was critical to invest in key leaders to have their to have a for them to have a vision. And when you get when, when you help someone to see a vision, you change the trajectory of your parish. This is the critical thing. Mm-hmm. Think, imagine right now in your in your 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 eyes, mind your your mind's eye, <laughs> a, a graph, and you've got you've got a line. You're you're going in a, a particular direction, mm. and you're putting time and energy and resources into mobilizing mobilizing in that direction. Um, imagine adjusting that by five or ten degrees. What difference is that going to make? And that's what happens when you identify key leaders, key influencers in your parish. It could be staff, could be pastoral council members, could be people in your diocese, and you give them a new vision because vision is about where you're aiming, right? Mm-hmm. Where you, you actually believe you can head. And when people come back with that inspiration, not to mention the fire, the Holy Spirit, you know, working in their lives, it, it literally changes everything. And so all through my years as pastor, I've always put into budget lines bringing people to conferences and investing in key staff and lay leaders to bring them to conferences to help them to catch a new vision. We did it. I did it at St. Benedict numerous times. I did it at parishes before I went there, and it always made a huge difference. Father James, when we were getting ready to work with one of the dioceses we were working with, we were going there to do a conference, and, and, and after that, people were signing up to get coaching. And I was going through their applications, and they weren't as zealous as a lot of the applications I was used to reading. I'm thinking, oh, a little disheartening. And then all of a sudden, I came across one from that same city, and it was lit up. Like, it stood out. So I emailed the fella, and I said, listen, I loved your application. Love to talk to you on the phone. Would you be up for it? They said, 100%. Here's my cell phone number. And so I called them. And I said, you know, I'm going through these applications and yours is a standout. You seem really passionate and excited. I don't understand. Where's that coming from? (laughs) And he said, well, I went to DR18 Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to be there when you guys come and do a conference in our city. And I said, oh, I said, well, what was your experience like? He said, it was absolutely unbelievable. And so I said, well, what made it so good? And I said, oh, no, I said, 
I wish you were going to be at the conference we're going to do in your city because I'd pull you up on stage and get you to, to testify. I said, but what would you say? And his answer was so cool. He said, I would tell them it's true. I said, what do you mean? He said, I saw it with my own eyes. Like, I saw it in your volunteers. I saw it in the conversations I had. I saw it with the people that drove me places. I saw it when we worshipped. I saw it at the end when all the volunteers came in and we celebrate them. Everything I'd ever dreamed or hoped would be possible in a church, I saw it. It's true. It's real. And he said, if I could go to a church, I would want to go to that church. And until you understand what that looks like, feels like, tastes like, sometimes it's hard to imagine, to your point, Father. But I also think to myself, he came by himself. Mm. And that breaks my yeah, heart. Because how do you how do you share what you've experienced and, when and nobody can even so relate? Many times as, a, as, a, as a young priest, I'd go to a conference by myself, <laughs> and I'd be, I'd be like, a part of me was dying inside. It was like I wanted to communicate what I had experienced, but there literally is the only way for people to get it is to taste and see. You can't. Yeah. No words can, you can't describe it. It's so difficult. Well, this is one of the things that, you know, we've been to a few events. I've been to a few events with the team now in the year that I've been here. And there are these moments when you're you're listening to someone or, or you're experiencing something where you will look over and you'll look at someone else and make eye contact with somebody <laughs> yeah. on your team and go, that thing! And, and you can't get that. You, you, uh, you look crazy if you're the only one in the room of your team and you just go, that thing! It doesn't really work the same way. But the the ability to have, especially when you bring teams together, is you don't have to go back and re-explain the whole thing all over again. Yeah. You don't have to go back and try to recreate something that you can't possibly recreate. And the, the other thing that I want to say about what Ron said is that one of the big points of feedback that we have uh, is the volunteers. One of the one of the biggest thing that people love is after they've come to the conference and they have all these people that are holding doors and saying hello to them and asking them how they can help them and doing all these things. And then they find out that's just how they are at their church because of what they do. And you kind of go, I didn't know that was a thing we could do. And, and so it's such an interesting idea that it's the people that are actually the community that really help mm. shape the whole conference. It's not necessarily the one person who's right. leading a workshop or speaking. It's so much deeper than I, that. I think, if, again, to go back to the question of vision, I mean, how often, whether you're a, a pastor, a bishop, lay leader, ministry leader in your parish right now, how often have you tried to inspire, and inspiring others is, is an exercise mm-hmm. of, of, of leadership, inspire someone for a vision for a parish, a diocese, or even a particular ministry, and it, it's like banging your head against the wall because here's the thing, it's no one's fault, but mm. but a person is bound by what they unconsciously believe to be possible, and pe- we create these these boundaries by what we've experienced. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and so if you've never seen something that's beyond that, your, your whole imagination gets shut down. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what so ha- often happens in the church. It's not that people are, I've got hard hearts or anything like that. It's just they cannot conceive uh, that it could be otherwise. And we need to, it's when we come together and we connect and we hear each other's stories uh, that, that that door is opened. And it can be, it can lead to some, it can disorient us because it's like, oh my goodness, all my, everything I thought was possible, my whole foundation has been challenged. It can be scary because you see mm. the kind of, um, of, of change that would, would have to happen. And there's the whole question, okay, I see a vision, but how do I get there? That's a whole other question about how to get there. But again, there's no problem. There's no point investing in how we're going to get there if you're not convinced about the there. And, and um, 
but that comes to the final thing in the conference of what we seek to do, you know, inspiring, equipping is, is, is one thing, but we want to empower and empowerment is one of our three keys, uh, the power <laughs> of the Holy Spirit. And I remember after DR16, the first conference in Halifax that we had almost four years ago, someone came up to me and said, you guys are serious about that, that Holy Spirit thing, aren't you? It's like, yeah, we are. We are, because guess what? At, at, at every major keynote, at every major plenary session, we're going to be taking time to, to pray to the Holy Spirit and to call on the Holy Spirit. Not in a, not in a weird way. Okay, maybe, I mean, maybe a, a slightly different, but, but not in an overly weird way. But we just really, just like what we do in Alpha, we, in the conference, we create a space for God. Do we expect that the Holy Spirit is going to come just like in the day of Pentecost, and transform hearts. And we create a space and step back. And over the years, we have heard so many stories of what God did there in that space in that time. And I've often said, whenever we gather like that at any conference we do, in anywhere in the world, and we take time for the Holy Spirit, we even time for silence. And mm. it's, I often would say to the team, you know, we're not going to know maybe for months or years to come what really happened here today. Because mm. I've gone places where I've met people who said, Four years ago, when this happened, it totally talk about trajectory being changed. It changed my life. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I like when you're talking about too. Like, the, there's the inspirational side of things, but the way that we have the tracks aligned this year in terms of what you can learn in different ways helps people with those steps in between. Like, there is that we're so excited to do this. How do we do it? Okay, well, what do you do? You're part of a, a senior leadership team. We have all these sessions that are directed Super. exactly towards you and directed towards ministry. So, Mike, just for people who are listening so. who haven't perhaps seen the tracks, mm-hmm. okay, could you could you give me a sense of what they are? So there are. Uh, I'm referring to this just to make sure I don't get them wrong. But uh, <laughs> we have first off a, a track for parishes that are getting started. So we have a track for parishes that are like, look, we've never been here before, or, or we're just starting with. You know, we might have got the book recently, or we listen to the podcast, or we do whatever, and we need to know how to get. First started. time in Halifax, Canada. First time in Halifax, it, all these sorts of things. Um, and then we have uh, a series of tracks that are for people on the journey. So people that are, you know, we've started doing this and we're, we're running into obstacles or we're having such success that we need to know how to deal with <laughs> the success new side of it. Yeah, yeah, we're right. creating it's all such these success new that we got all the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which problems. is a lot. So we, we basically have um, three different uh, pathways for them. So we have developing leaders, which really digs into uh, the best of leadership. Again, one of our three keys. Uh, we've got parish leadership. So we're really talking about sort of at the organizational level, how we can make sure that, that we're running things properly. Uh, then we have something specifically for pastors, obviously, because we, we want to really empower pastors to know that this is possible for you and, and here's how you do do it. Uh, and then we also has for, for staffing. So how do we, how do you actually get people within your parish that are the right people? How do you help manage teams? How do you do all these things on a, on a staff sort of uh, level? And then, uh, and then finally we have ministry minded. So we basically have, okay, you're in youth ministry. We're going to have Matt Regitz, who's going to be here. It's going to blow you away with youth ministry. Uh, we're going to have, uh, someone who's going to talk about communications. I've heard they're very good. Uh, but basically, if, we, if, you, if you have a specific uh, area that you really want to work on, we have a session that's specific yeah. to that I area. think each track is something like, well, each session, there's, there's four workshop sessions in the two days. So the, the main conference is the Tuesday and the Wednesday. Uh, what are the dates again? Uh, that would be the 16th and 17th of so June. 16th and 17th of June, Tuesday and Wednesday. And the afternoon is two one-hour and 15-minute sessions or one and a half I think hour? we have it as 1.30. So, yeah, one You one think half, I would so. know this stuff, my goodness. But uh, so that basically there's four workshop blocks of time. And I think on average each of those blocks has seven different options. Yeah. And so 
Yeah. What I love about it is is we're, we're applying a lot of the learnings we had from from when we were at St. Benedict Parish, from earlier parishes, from you, Father James, uh, understanding sort of how to how to build a conference for it to be helpful, not just to the pastor, mm-hmm. but to who the pastor is bringing with them. And so, so Father James, if I could push you just a little further, because I mean, I know there's a lot of pastors that listen to this, a lot of parish priests uh, who listen to this. What advice would you give them in terms of as if they're discerning coming to in a conference, whether it's our conference or another one, what advice would you give them in terms of who they should be bringing with them? Well, as I said, key influencers. So if, if, if you're in a parish with staff, you want to look at who are your key staff members. Um, also, I would look beyond staff to say who are the, the parishioners who are bought in with the vision or even someone who has got like amazing <laughs> gifts and, 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 and is on a tipping point and yeah. who, if, you know, if they came and saw and tasted and seen, uh, <laughs> they, would, they, would, they, would, they would fall over to the other side of the fence and be, and be all, all in. I'd also, you know, one of the things we did a number of years ago with the leadership conference in London is we invited parish, uh, parishioners to come and, and look at it as, as a vacation time. And, and people, what, about 18 people came, Ron, yeah. from our parish? It was awesome. And many of them, but they paid their own way. So it was a way to minimize the cost. And, you know, Halifax in June, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It, yeah. it can be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> we got a prayer ministry about praying for great weather. But a lot of people have done that. They've actually came and, and tacked on uh, a number of days of vacation time to, to go to go around the province. So that's an invitation, but you want your, your key people. How important is it though? So like, like how important is it if I bring for me to bring my key people versus if I just decide to come alone? It's, 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 it's apples and oranges. You come by yourself. Yeah. It's going to be great for you. You're going to be inspired, but it's It will frustrate you as much as it will inspire you. Mm. And you will go home and you will, you will be immediately re-immersed into all the stuff that, mm. that didn't get done when you were away. And within a couple of days, it will be a distant memory to you. If you bring a team of, of staff members and lay leaders, it's an experience that you share together. You leave here with a commitment together. How are we actually going to impl- Im- implement this, begin to implement it because so I, you had a common experience? So I know that lots of, of pastors, lots of, uh, of parishes all over the world, they really struggle financially. So, I mean, if, yes. if that's one of the key things, like what, what, what are you going to say to me? Because like if I'm thinking, oh, it's hard, I can't even, I'm not sure if I can justify the money for me to come alone, let alone, oh, now I've got to bring someone with me. Like, like speak to me. Why Is it worth it? I think some of the things we need to think about, particularly around money, I remember reading a book years ago called Rich Kid, Smart Kid. It's a great book. I was thinking about giving my kids an allowance, and I thought, I want to teach them good financial lessons when I do this. And the book wasn't about that at all, or at least not as much about allowance as I thought it was. But there's a really interesting line in there. that The difference between somebody who's, like, you have two different people. Both of them have no money in their bank account. The poor person looks at something that they won't want and say, I can't afford it. The rich person, same amount of money in their bank account, looks at something they want and says, how can I afford it? Mm. They're two completely different mindsets. And so, you know, and I would say that that's true for even how we find, how we fund churches and how we think about it. Like, so what could we do? Like, there's so many people, me included, who in your local church, you have all kinds of people who love the priest so much and don't know how to support them personally. And if they said there's this thing going on, this is what I'd love to do, but we can't really afford it. Is that something you'd be willing to get behind? There's all kinds of people who say, yes, Father, if that's something that's useful for you, you know, here's a donation towards that and two of your staff members. Like, people are happy to give to things they know will make a difference. And so that's just a way of looking. It doesn't always just have to come out of your budget, but I think, like Father James said, mm. prioritizing development is an important part of growth and leadership 
But I also think we need to think differently and come up with different opportunity or ideas to, to figure out how yeah. to fund it. It's, it's the same thing in, in anything in parish ministry, how you, you spend your time as well, your time and energy. The temptation is to simply work in the parish and not take time to work on it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's the key difference. And if you're listening today and you're completely satisfied with what's happening, you're like completely satisfied that there's this, you cannot improve, you cannot do it better, that, that everything is, is absolutely ideal, then you don't need to work on your parish. <laughs> you just need to keep working in. Um, but general trends in the church in North America and Western Europe and many places in the world, there's different degrees of decline, but there is decline. And that's because I believe that we're simply employing the, the same methodologies and modalities that we did from 40, 50 mm-hmm. years ago, even though the world around us has changed. And we need to work on, we need to change that trajectory. We can change it. And that's only going to happen if we just stop always and only working in and actually start, start working on. Well, I mean, one of the stories that we, one of the, one of the stories we get often from parishes that are involved in our, in our leadership coaching uh, is we had to hire someone because our giving went up and what we were doing happened. It changed and, and we increased all these things. And so we actually ended up with uh, an abundance in, in certain ways, more than, more than we have when we came. So I would also stress that, you know, the idea is that long term when you do these, you have engaged people in your parish that are willing to give. Mm-hmm. And so when they start to see this, and so I would, I would encourage if you have someone who's who's of means to be able to help the church, as an influence in your church, and is engaged in some way, bring them along. Show mm-hmm. them what you want to do and what other parishes are actually doing to change things, and you'll, you'll see a huge, a huge impact. One of the things that gets me excited about the conference we're doing this summer is um, it's, it's going to be different. Uh, and, you know, really the, the challenge we had coming out of 2018, which, of course, sold out, uh, you know, when we did the conference in 2018 here in Halifax, the challenge we had was when we looked forward, it's like, okay, so we see that the Divine Renovation parishes are continuing to, to grow all over the place. People are embracing Divine Renovation all over the world. And we thought, oh, goodness, if they all come to town, they're not going to be able to fit in St. Benedict Parish anymore. Uh, but we still want them all to come to town. So so what does that look like? And what gets me excited, and I, I don't remember where the language came from, but I, when, as soon as we start ta- started talking about it as a homecoming yes. of a bunch of, of parishes parishes are all on mission. You know, some of them know each other, some of them don't, but they're going to get to know each other. As soon as we started understanding what what God could do through that kind of a community, Mm. that's when I started to get really excited because there's things that we do well here in Halifax, Mm. uh, but there's also things that these parishes all over the world are doing well. They're they're innovating, they're growing, they're doing new things. We wouldn't be (laughs) fruitful in our ministry if eventually the parishes we work with aren't actually eventually teaching us. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, that's starting to happen. I mean, in our my connection with, with pastors around the world, mm-hmm. like we're learning so, so much. You know, I just encourage anyone who's listening, you know, to check out the, 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 the website and you'll see the, some of the topics on, on, the, on the, uh, the workshops. I mean, there's, if I was a young priest or even an old priest like I am now, uh, and I saw a conference like this with these kind of topics, man, there's so much there. Again, when you bring a team of people, uh, break it open, you know, send different members to different workshops so you can collect that information. There's a couple of uh, workshops that are yet to be described, and that's our special guest speakers mm-hmm. who are coming to the conference. So Dr. Mm-hmm. Mary Healy, uh, who's a Catholic scripture scholar. Uh, she teaches at Sacred Heart Seminary, uh, Seminary in Detroit. She's an, uh, an amazing uh, person. She's doing a keynote on, on the Tuesday morning and is also doing a workshop on Tuesday afternoon, her workshop is going to be on the spiritual developing, growing into the spiritual gifts, especially the gift of healing. She uh, has 
done a lot of work with her new ministry. She's uh, authored several um, uh, volumes of a, of a, of a commentary on, on scripture. She's one of the few women pointed a number of years ago onto the Pontifical Biblical Commission. She is uh, on the, the, I think, a, the Board of International Catholic Charismatic Renewal, and she sits on the official dialogue between uh, the Catholic Church and the Pentecostal Church, and she, she works in formation with seminarians. I was on her website the other day, and I looked at her travel schedule, and it makes mine look like it's like not a competition. Nothing. Hold on, <laughs> no, wait a minute. I don't know, how, don't know how she has time for anything, but we're so excited that she's making time to come and be with us. Oh, and James, you know what's so cool about that is I remember when I was uh, looking after and, and leading the Connect groups at, at St. Benedict Parish, and these are our leaders of leaders. They're real uh, small p pastors, and we gave them a whole list of things that we could focus on to help them grow in their leadership and their comfort. And you know, the number one thing people wanted to learn about was the gifts of the Holy Spirit and understanding the person of the Holy Spirit deeper. And so Mary's uh, talk and having Mary's presence there as somebody just so seeped in this and, and has a language that she can train. She's a teacher, professor, she can teach us. That's so needed in the churches everywhere around the world. Another outside speaker is Alan Hirsch. Alan Hirsch mm. Is, is a brilliant uh, theologian. Uh, he's a missiologist, the theology of mission. He comes from a non-Catholic background. He's got a deep love for, for Catholic theology. He's reading reams of Catholic theology right now. We have, we have a lot of laughs about that. Uh, but he's, he's known, many of our listeners are familiar with APAST, Apostle, Prophet, Evangelist, Shepherd, Teacher. That's Alan's baby. He developed APAST. <laughs> and so I've a, we asked him to come and speak to our conference. He graciously said yes. And he's going to be giving one of the keynotes and doing a workshop on APAS. And that is, for us, an amazing, an amazing opportunity. I mean, like, I, I actually love, uh, I went to a conference uh, last year where he was speaking and I went to his workshop and I just love listening to this guy. He just, he lights me up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about Alan, but he gets me excited. I do. I I, oh, he gets me excited. <laughs> and and I, 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 I look forward to helping Alan, um, having the, the many people in the Catholic world be, be exposed to Alan. Uh, I think it would be an incredible gift. A lot of the people who are listening to us um, have come to a DR conference here in Halifax before. I mean, we've, we've sold out twice before. Um so for those 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 listeners who are like, ah, I've been there, I've done that, uh, what, what would your message to them be? Are you still on this journey? <laughs> or have you or have you or have you are you no longer on the journey from maintenance to mission? Because in my own experience, if you're still trying to go there, there are always new challenges, new obstacles. Uh, things that you're you're, you're going to encounter that you've 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 never dealt with before that you're going to need to connect with other people. Uh, are you are you ever discouraged? Do you ever feel overwhelmed? Uh, do you ever feel that you're alone in this uh, because you might be the only parish in your area, or your diocese, who's who's trying to be in, in, intentional about this? Have you ever yearned to to connect with other priests and lay leaders who have a passion like 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 you do? Do, do you need help? Do you need inspiration? I would, I would say yes, 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 yes to all of those things. And and so even I believe in a sense, if if it was simply a total, the conference was the same as previous ones, I think it would even be worthwhile going for those reasons. Mm -hmm. But the conference is going to be fundamentally different. And here's one of the key differences is that, and it goes back to what you mentioned, Dan, about what, what is this conference about? We had this conversation about a year ago. Are we helping new people launch or are we gathering people who are ready, are on the, who are several years on the journey? And we decided 
well, let's kind of try to do both. <laughs> let's bring people together. Our goal this year is for the plenary sessions to to be around uh, at roundtables. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that speaks a lot about about the kind of dynamics we want. That it's about learning from one another. And yes, we're going to be celebrating uh, what God has done and is doing it through St. Benedict Parish. But there's going to be stories from other parishes as well and from other leaders. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the things that's that's going to be different. The other thing I think too, Dan, is that, you know, if you're on this journey and have been on this journey, my guess is you're so busy, it's crazy. Because this doesn't, it never gets easier. Like this never gets easier. I find it gets more and more fun and it makes me grow constantly because there's new challenges. We always have new problems. But that busyness, the danger of busyness mm. is we say, I don't have time. Yes. And you know what? I don't know if there's anybody on our team worse than me for saying that. Like if I never went on another conference again, in one sense, that would be my style because I love being busy and doing. But you guys every now and again, I'm like, we need to go on a conference. This is where we're going. And I'm in my heart going, oh, do I really want to do that? But I know I need it. But I won't convince myself to go. I need you guys to convince me to go because I just work myself into oblivion. Not knowing how empty my tank is, mm. not knowing how much I need it, not understanding how much spiritual attack I'm under, not knowing what God has for me. Like I, I'm thick when it comes to my need for God's mm. grace and to get out of the box, mm. but also to spend time with you guys. Like, you know, we're here all the time, but when we're here, we work our faces mm. off. But when we go away, we laugh, we carry on, well, we get to really... spending time with your key people. <laughs> like, you, you, you're traveling, even if it's hanging out in an airport or something, <laughs> or on a true. bus, or... Yeah. And, and, you know, going for a meal after a conference session, saying, what did you learn? And yes. I mean, those bonds, those friendships are, are very transformative. And it's yeah. easy to undervalue yeah. that. Yeah. And just thinking that, no, we need to just keep working, working, working. And if you're... That's me, and it's, it's the wrong be, be, thing. Before I step down as pastor, one of the last conferences we took some of our key uh, staff and lay leaders yeah. to was one of the uh, remote sites for the Willow Creek Leadership Summit in, in New Brunswick. And oh, you know what my, right. my favorite memory of that, of that trip? I, I have a vague memory of some of the talks. My favorite memory was one of the nights going out. We were sitting out at this outdoor restaurant <laughs> so at, this, beer at this p- picnic table with beer tasters. And there was like 12 of us around the table. And we had so much fun so as a true. team. Like, yes. Now, you might think, well, was that a wise investment of resources <laughs> for that conference? Yes, it was. it sure was. And I'm sure we learned some cool stuff about leadership as well. <laughs> I just can't remember what it was. But I do remember the the, the impact of the, the team building of, uh, effect that it had. Yeah. Well, for me too, part of the thing is, you know, if, if you're a parish that, that's been to this before and you're wondering, do I need to go back? Well, do you want to change your church or do you want to change the church? Mm. Uh, because Ooh, you, you have an opportunity point. at this point to invest in other parishes. We, we run something called Dear Open House, which is we ask other parishes to share with their, their neighboring parishes what they're doing. This is another opportunity to do that because if you're someone who's on the journey and someone who's getting started, it, we've talked before, it's a common thing that comes up. I don't have a Father James Mallon. I don't have a Ron Huntley. How can we do this? Okay, do you see any other James Mallons here? Do you see any other Ron Huntleys? But you see parishes that are on mission, so you can do this. Mm. And I th- so for me, it's it's also about the opportunity to invest in other parishes and say, look, we did this, and now not only are we getting the help, but we're helping, we're lifting up at the same mm. time. It's a, good, it's a great point. We also one of the other things that's different about this conference. You know, we we are offsite from St. Benedict, but we we know that 
even the, the physicality, although St. Benedict parishioners are going to be on site, they're going to be doing hospitality, they're going to be serving, so you're going to get a chance to meet them. But the physicality of a parish is, is also an important thing, the physicality of the building. There is a, a sense that uh, the building of a Catholic church is a sacramental, not a sacrament, it's a sacramental, because the physicality is really, really important. And so we want people to be connected with the parish. What's an option? couple of options. The conference is Tuesday and Wednesday, but we have a pre-conference day and a post-conference day. These are optional, and we also have the weekend. If you want to come, say, on the Saturday, experience Sunday morning Mass. Uh, the other advantage of having a conference start on Tuesday is a lot of priests couldn't get away until their final mm-hmm. Mass on Sunday night. But if you come uh, in time for Monday, there's two events on Monday. One event, there's a, a day from starting with Mass from 9 to 4 or so, uh, at St. Benedict Parish, and it's for people who have never been to St. Benedict Parish before, maybe first-timers, to, to kind of hear, get a little bit of the kind of content that was experienced in previous years and to experience the parish. And at the same time, if so if you bring people who have never gone before, you can send them. And for those of you who are more experienced in the journey, there's a, an alpha master class. We're bringing together some key leaders from uh, across the world to help facilitate uh, a, a level of workshop and discussion around how to grow your alpha to the next level. And, and it's a very innovative and very, very exciting. So there's something for everyone on that Monday, for those of you on the journey and those of you new on the journey. The post-conference day is back at St. Benedict Parish. We're going to start with Mass. And there are two tracks. There is a track for for diocesan personnel, diocesan leaders. We've already bishops got staff bishops, and, yeah. staff. Uh, we've already got some amazing people who are, who are already doing some really cool things. And this is a new frontier. Uh, no one has been successful in this. But yet we're, <laughs> a lot of people are coming together to, to share what they're doing and to learn from one another. And we're so excited about that. So there's that diocesan day. And there's also this uh, other kind of starting alpha, like a, a, a kind of introductory workshop. So if you've got, if you're in a parish that's just at the beginning, again, uh, an opportunity to gather with others to get to get that going. So there's a full slate, really, this two-day conference, if you want it, it could be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, if you want. But you can also just come for the two days. Excellent. Well, look, guys, it's been great to have this conversation with you. And it was great to do a recap of, of the Divine Innovation 2020 conference and what we'll be offering there. And I think the message to, to those of you who've been joining us is understand the opportunity, the opportunity for you to, to help raise up the leaders around you, to invest in them, to invest in your parish, and recognize whether you decide to come to DR20 or you choose another conference or some other event in the future. Recognize the importance of pulling your team together and getting them all aligned on vision and make that five-degree shift so you can move from maintenance to mission. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. If you'd like to bring your team and you want to bring as many people as possible, if you bring 12 members of your team and use the code APOSTLES at checkout, one of your members gets free admission to the conference. If you have any questions about this, please reach out. Communications at divinerenovation.org. And we'd love to see you at DR20.